you start getting a real big pump when your name comes out on the it comes out like on a roster type thing online. So oh, new contestants. How many follow? How many hot, um, hungry, thirsty, whatever you want to say, chicks mm-hmm. come to you after that pops up? After that pops up, it was like an immediate like five to ten thousand. Nice just, little five ten k. Yeah, five ten k. What all about first women episode? too? All, all like women? all women. Yeah. All I'm saying is the world has enough to have me add on to it. Let's no. say it to my face. Grocery store, bitch. No. No, 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 no. Oh, stop talking. That was a little one, though. Dude, oh my god. I don't know about you, but the power of Christ is compelling me. It's filling me for sure. No <laughs> doubt about that. Dude, is that scoreboard? Dude, he hit it over the scoreboard. <laughs> oh my god, dude. At, at least four Hondo, dude. That was insane. <laughs> <laughs> but the communist, I like it. I like it. I, I'm kind of a fan too. I gotta say. I like it. Yeah. I like it. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I sometimes yeah. sometimes I have to wait in the line for, for three four hours. Bro, same with capitalism. Yeah. Black people getting on white people. But if you eat Oriental, you call them Oriental. See, you do have racial issues. What are you supposed to call him? You're supposed to call him Asiatics. No, no way. Asiatic, no, he's not that they were, he's Asian. Is, is it Asian X? Hey. Asian X, hey, Asian hey, X. Hey, just, um, just we're gonna have to get rid of this take. Welcome back to another special episode of Andrew Says. They're all special, aren't they? This was actually the second take. You're not seeing the first one. Today I have the man, the myth, the legend. He's not Jason Momoa. He's not, well, he was a bachelor in paradise. How are you, Leandro? I'm good, man. Thank you for using my real, my God-given name, Leandro, because I do go, I go by Leo nowadays in order to simplify it. But, uh, but yeah, I appreciate it. Well, I didn't want to jump right into a friendship sooner than I should, but thank you for mm-hmm. allowing me to call you Leo, and I will. And now we're best friends, and that's Dude, what I'll tell you. You know what? Tell anybody, anybody you want, if you want a, a, a tr- like a little FaceTime at an opportune time, where you're like, yeah, man, I thought my buddy Leo, we we go way back. <laughs> FaceTime me out of the blue, dude. I'll, I'll answer no matter where I am. I appreciate no that. Gotcha. I'll uh, keep that in my pocket. Um, for those of you who don't know who Leo is, um, I just sort of discovered you on Danny Mullen's channel, and then I mm-hmm. had to go back and uh, and figure out if Leo was actually on The Bachelorette because they, they, he'd say this, and I was like, that's not actually true, and I'm probably like six videos in or five videos in at this point. So I had to go back and check, and you indeed were, and I was like, yes. I don't watch these shows. I don't like mm-hmm. these shows. I like I don't know what to expect. I watched this video that's like a recap of you, and I was like, this is why he's on this channel now. I understand. <laughs> I understand because... I saw a lot of what I think I would be like on that show. Not that I'm good looking enough to be on a Bachelorette show, Leo, but you were just Mm -hmm. telling it like it is. And I felt like that you weren't meant for that world, for better or for worse. And I wrote down there's too much honesty coming from Leo on that show. Is that the vibe you got? Were you wanting to go into this into a career reality shows and bounce around on all these other shows like people do? Or how did that start? Well, they reached out to me on uh, Instagram and uh it was an opportunity that I thought that I couldn't pass up. Of course, the idea of uh, you know having that that sort of fun, uh, you know, with uh, uh, such a large audience, I was excited. You know, I was like, okay, sure, you know what, why not? Let's try this out. But um, <clears throat> you know, there's a certain level of uh, of 
hmm, I, I don't know what it is, but they, they know their formula. They know exactly what their viewers want to see. So it's just, I, I don't want to call it dishonest, but it's, you know, I, <laughs> if, if my friends were watching on there, they knew that I was kind of putting on a front a little bit and uh, kind of, uh, you know, um, acting like a, a little bit more like a, a Prince Charming than, than the reality <laughs> of it. But yes, I think the only thing, the, I think my only move was to kind of distance myself from, uh, from that world because no, I did not want to bounce around reality shows, man. I, what changed my life was watching Borat when I was in high school, or actually I was in uh, my first year of college. And I was like, somehow I want to do comedy in, in the, out in the world like Borat. You know what I mean? I, that, that changed my life. So when I saw that, I always felt like I wanted to do that. And I, you know, I, somehow the universe brought me Danny Mullen that allowed me to go and use this platform where I had made an ass of myself on <laughs> in order to, to make some people laugh with Danny Mullen. So it was, it was a blessing in disguise, you know, it really was. I saw a, a, an interview of you on Entertainment Tonight, I think it was. What was mm -hmm. that world really like? To me, I, I know I might not be able to survive on that. That's why I work for Rebel News. I need to be able to, to make fun of everything and to not be mm -hmm. super serious and use terminology that people probably wouldn't approve of. What was that world like for you? Was it like difficult to be like, hey, this is entertainment tonight? Or did you just sort of see it as an opportunity to get yourself out there or was it just fun? How did you feel about being in that whole world? Yeah, that, that's a good question. Nobody's really asked but uh, ever, but you kind of start thinking like, okay, well, getting out there and, and having some eyes on you is uh, is probably the best thing you can do right now because you have all this attention. So you kind of know it's fleeting. So you're like, you know, okay, let's, let's go do this interview. Although, uh, you know, it's going to be a create, it's, it's, it's honestly nerve wracking because you have to try not to say tiptoe around things and you don't want to say anything too, uh, you know, you can't say anything that is going to alarm this like army of people that want to take you down. It's the craziest <laughs> thing, man. I I can't explain it, but it, it's uh, it's 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 basically a world where you are just it's a, it's an acting world. But nobody says you're acting, but really you're acting. That's that's what it is. Yeah, I get roped into having to watch some of these. Um... What are the, the, the UK ones where they're always on the beaches, some of those. I get roped into watching mm -hmm. some of those, and I can't imagine having to just you know be on all the time and what these people are mm -hmm. thinking in their real life as opposed to what they have to say. Like there's one where there's like some girl who's like 400 pounds, and they all have to pretend that she's hot. <laughs> and uh, I won't say which one, but that's what I'm thinking when I'm watching. Well, like, yeah. How are they pretending like this? But um, yeah. there's also a video that you guys did um, where you go back to your old job. I think it's he got wasted at his old job it's at universal yeah. studios i think mm -hmm. when did that job come into your life as a bit of a stunt man um it was water world right correct it was water world it's uh, most people would say it's the best stunt show in the like theme park universe that's ever been created so it's basically a stunt uh show that's it's 3500 people uh from three to five times a day uh watch that show universal studios and I uh, just went out for an open call when I was like 28 years old. And I would say that was the beginning of uh, things that changed my, it definitely changed my life. It, what it did was it gave me a little bit of a social media following 
that led to the bachelorette producers mm. hitting me up. And I, you know, I got a lot of stunt credits in, in a, in a few big, uh, you know, productions that were, that was, I, I got to see that world and kind of understand how that works. So it was, it was interesting, but yeah, I just answered an open call. I had been doing theater and an occasional commercial at that point. And I, it was just like a, a, a dude that had, you know, had nothing to do after his baseball career had been done. And all I wanted to do was, you know, give myself an opportunity, probably, if I'm being completely honest, to to hook up with a lot of girls. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, so I thought I thought the theater world, it, it was like 30 girls for every five dudes and three of the five guys were gay. So I, I uh I had a lot of fun uh, in that kind of universe and I felt natural, but at the same time, I love being on stage and having to kind of emote and, uh, and, and, and kind of be someone else. It kind of gave me the same feeling of, uh, of, of playing a sport. Like when you're getting, when you're lost in the moment in the state of flow, being on stage, gave me that state of flow. And that's what I was chasing pretty much. Yeah. I know I'm moving backwards here, but I want to talk with the baseball too. Um, as a grade 12, 12th grade MVP baseballer myself, um, <laughs> it really rings true to me. Um, seeing you hit those dingers in, in softballs and then the video where you guys uh, dressed up as fake baseball players. And I want to get to that in a second, but let's just go over it here. Uh, you batted over 300 in your college career, I believe, based on what I could find. And I just mm -hmm. want everyone to know that um, is that doesn't get mentioned enough time that over 300 career average is very good on base was decent as well. I believe that was around 367, mm -hmm. where we're going really in depth here. Um, some of the best videos you guys <laughs> have, <laughs> or I uh -huh. think when you guys dress up, uh, as athletes and, and you pretend being that you're professional athletes, there's the, uh, the, the minor league hockey team, the minor league baseball team. And I want to know, and I asked Danny this as well, I want to know why you think this works so well. And then I want to ask you where the fake Cuban accent comes into play and where, when you choose <laughs> to do that and when you don't want to do that. Oh, man. Uh, you know, when when that accent came out, I, I remember thinking that it was high quality and confusing enough to be <laughs> to be misconstrued as real because it's just, it sounds so odd. See, they don't... I mean, a real Cuban or a real Dominican would immediately know that this accent's BS because it's <laughs> it's kind of between them. But uh, it was birthed from watching baseball games, uh, mostly the New York Yankees. I'm a big Yankee fan because my father's from New York. So I would watch the games and watch the interviews post-game. And these Dominican guys were so classic because they were taught maybe three or four sentences to answer every single question. And they would do it in the accent, and uh, I just would crack up. You know what I mean? They would sim they would just say things like, oh, you know, uh, the thing, he, he, the, the pitcher threw the ball, and I uh, saw the ball. He he, the ball. You know, Are there like, any particular players you have in mind for that? Uh, big Poppy Ortiz okay. was was a big one. If you listen to Big Poppy's accent, it's, it's money, man. You can really fool around with that thing because he's also kind of animated with it. So I would say I, I liked Big Poppy, but also Pedro Martinez back in the day had a really good one uh, when he was on the Red Sox. And I was always watching him uh, when he played against the Yankees and watch his interviews. And uh, yeah, these guys, I kind of ripped the accent off that. And, uh, and then, yeah, it's just one day, Danny, right before the Evergreen State College video, <laughs> we were in the, literally we're in the parking lot. And I'm, uh, we usually start with uh, me and Danny uh, like to have these costumes make us feel good because you can hide 
your like your character behind these costumes. So we were dressing up like idiots. Like I was wearing a pink vest and I put my hair like up in a ponytail. And all of a sudden, Danny goes, you should do your Dominican accent. <laughs> yeah, dude, that's a great idea. And uh, and then, you know, and then, of course, it, it, we went with Cuba because Cuba's communist and it was going to appeal to the students at Evergreen State College. What makes you think what makes what, what do you think makes people believe you guys so much as these uh, well, they're okay, professional yeah, yeah. athletes? But when you're a, a, <laughs> a Dominican minor league hockey player in California, people are still believing it. <laughs> Meanwhile, Danny yeah. can't even rollerblade. He's falling in the in uh-huh. the store. There's something about mm-hmm. that so believable, isn't there? Yeah, you know, I I often do not understand why uh, people don't know we're joking right off the bat. Like one of those, the best best examples of that is that guy Bowen when we were on that uh, the ship in Corpus Christi, Texas, on the that uh, the, the on the Navy ship. I, I forget the name of it, of course, but th- this security came up to us and we blamed <laughs> this guy Bowen on yeah. Uh, I, Know, on on the on what was going on on the shenanigans and they believed us and I, we, me and Danny were dressed I was dressed as Top Gun and he was dressed as uh, an Asian man but I don't understand why or how people uh, buy this but I will say this I mean we we always have this thing where we go like full commitment you know Danny always like he's always about like full we're just gonna be these characters until we die I'm like yeah fuck yeah so we start really getting into character and we kind of get lost in that world and then it's it's a simple answer I think it's the height. I think we're both mm-hmm. over six three, and I think people are like these. I mean, I, I'm t- about two hundred and forty pounds, so it kind of gives the illusion that I mean, he's a very big guy. He does look like a professional athlete, and then of <laughs> course, I mean, look, you know, sometimes if there's a, a group of uh, mothers to the left and a, a group of dudes that look like they go to football games or something, we're probably going to go over to the easier target to get some uh, some footage from time to time. So sometimes we, we're fooling the individual sometimes too. There's a lot of jujitsu and wrestling involved in the channels. Has there ever been any discussion of let's get Leo to start wrestling people? <laughs> you know what? Uh, besides Nico, no. Uh, I do have to take down that little bastard from time <laughs> to time. Nico is our cameraman who's uh, had some of the most comedic bits on the cha- in the channel's history. And uh, every now and then, me and him will get down, and I have to choke him out. But uh, otherwise, other than that, I mean, you know, uh, Danny, uh, nobody, me and Danny have never gone against each other on video. But he did choke me out in Vegas one time when we were hammered in a hotel room just for just for fun. And he, um, it's it's his thing, you know what I mean? So like, I try to put him in scenarios where he gets to do it. But uh, <laughs> yeah, I would. <laughs> But I would say, uh, you know, no, man, I, I hope he never makes me wrestle anybody out there because all it's going to do, I'm just going to pull a muscle, man. I'm going to have to just use my weight and just size and, and strength and it's not going to be pretty and it's it's going to end in uh, I had to choke out in Iggy one time. But other right. than that, no. I've had, to, I've had to face these tiny little guys and Nico and Iggy. That's that's all I've ever had to do. The cast of characters on the channel is so wild and I and I explain them to people when I show the videos and they're just like, what? Is that guy? So that guy's Native American 
but he also made it with Andy Dick in one of the channels. And there's just yes. so many different things. And then I think uh, cameraman Nico is one of the most entertaining cameramen I've ever seen on a on a channel. He, you expect <clears throat> him to be stupid, but he's actually quite smart. Um, you mm -hmm. expect him to be a little bit more timid, but he gets very drunk and and out mm -hmm. there. It's a very eclectic cast of characters. And I want to get from your perspective, what exactly do you see as the goal of when you guys go out there? Is it just, okay, we want to make go out there and make people laugh? Is it, do we want to have some sort of lesson? Do we want to just get kicked out of this place? What do you see as the, the set goal uh, when you guys go out and do these videos? Hey, man, that's a good I like the inquisitive uh, angle you're, you're coming with these questions. I'm a fan. These are great questions. You're, yeah, no, I love that, man. You're, you exactly like when I talk to fans, they are the ones that ask the good questions, and and this is uh, exactly what I say every time. It's Danny has an outline. It's he's the mastermind of the overall video, and then of course there's absolute improv gold that happens within that. But there is a starting point, and there is an end goal. So for for example, that's uh, um, a good example. We usually uh have an idea where he wants these characters to go and what we're gonna do in the video because we're not like he he's also responsible for blowouts but sometimes the blots just happen because of sim just simple interactions you know what i mean so we're not necessarily looking for blowouts as much as we used to i know it used to be something that would get us a lot of views but now it's more like if we do something that's quality comedic like improv and it upsets someone, that's the kind of blowout that we want. We don't want to have like just regular, oh, we're screaming inside this store, so kick us out kind of thing. <laughs> you know, so, but, but yeah, so now it's, it's more of, we, there is a story. Danny um, often will uh, go over the characters with me on the plane rides or when we're traveling and kind of figure out what each what each problem maybe my character is going to have and what his is going to have you know and in, a few, in a, an upcoming video for example he told me that i i may be pregnant in an upcoming video so <laughs> you know that's going to be something to deal with and something i need to commit to in order to you know bring some reality to it you know it's, so it's yeah. i i recommended to him that he bring back the uh oh who's the, the jesse Jesse's his yeah the what's it, he's a dating guru or whatever that's, yeah. uh, that's yeah, personally yeah. one I'd like to come see come back um oh yeah that's a great character it, it'll it, he will make a return I'm sure okay I'm glad um in terms of your own stuff you were banned from YouTube am I correct or you had your channel deleted what's the story behind I had, that I had my channel deleted for uh, I guess for an egregious nudity offense which uh I just don't know where in Leo's lair my little podcast that I had going where I would literally talk into a mic and it basically screen looked like this in every episode. I don't know where that happened. I uh, <laughs> there was I was told I was told by uh, a fan that there there was this I get a lot of hate on the internet even in the uh, even in the YouTube space um, and uh, there I guess there was a group of fans who got together and mass reported my YouTube channel. So. I don't know why the the bots couldn't uh, or you can't really get around the bots when you're uh, on the YouTube chat and all that. But uh, yeah, it's deleted one day to the next. And uh, I'm probably going to start a new one here soon. And uh, we'll see what happens with that. I mean, I, I, I could get it back. You could take YouTube to court. That's the next step. And I, I'd probably get my channel back if I did that. But it's just like it's like three grand, you know, and I, I don't think it was worth it. I, I wasn't even... Um, 
putting in as much energy energy as I should have been to my YouTube channel at the time. So, you know, I'll uh, I'll uh, I'll start a new one here soon. Yeah, really hits close to home to me, Leo, as a guy who's been suspended for nudity on Twitter twice. Not my own nudity. One was Hunter Biden's nudity. Another one oh, was, that's uh, was another politician uh, naked on webcam during uh, you know a government hearing. So not my own oh, nudity, God. but uh, mm -hmm. the powers that be, they're not very forgiving. You can check out my nope. YouTube channel if you want to see how hard I've been hit with that. Um, Damn, I will. Yeah, Hunter Biden nudes, man. Don't you think Hunter Biden would, would fit into the Danny Mullen regime perfectly? He would. If you guys can oh, get him or um, have you tried Chet Hanks? I feel like he's. Yeah, I have. I have. I figured that guy's an idiot. Otherwise, he would he would know that he should be over here. But uh, yeah, he hasn't uh, he hasn't responded to my DM. So honestly, if anybody watches this, you want to hit up Chet Hanks and tell him to respond to Leo D'Otavio's DM. That'd be great. We'll get right Leo on that. F we'll send out an yeah, email Chet blast Hanks. free of charge. Not being a bitch, Chet. Yeah, yeah, Chet, wake up. Opportunity's knocking, buddy. It really is. Yeah. You could settle for Colin Hanks, but I don't think it'll be oh, I would quite the Colin. same. Um, Colin was in my favorite show, Mad Men. Actually. Yes, I noticed that the other. Uh, I just started watching Mad Men the last couple months. He's also in Band oh, of yeah. Brothers, um, if right. you call that. Uh, shout out yeah, Colin Hanks. Yeah, shout out Colin. Shout out Colin Hanks. One of our writers, writer Doug, looks like Colin Hanks. So shout out Doug, who's not here today. Um, I also want to get to what I think is the story of the the decade, possibly your trip to a mm -hmm. WNBA game. Now the <laughs> the very team you guys visited is the center of an international incident of the basketball player who's arrested in Russia, Brittany Griner, Phoenix Mercury. Yep. Uh, my friend and I have a friend that I do a podcast with who's from Phoenix, so we're all over the story. But what gets missed in this Russia-America, you know, political game is Leandro Dottavio at the Phoenix Sparks game or Mercury, whatever they are, um, yeah, yeah. and Los Angeles Sparks. You guys, you you shot your shot uh, yeah. to one of the players. I want to know, did anything come from this? And we'll throw it up after. But Leo sent a managed to get a note to one of the players. They were, you know, catcalling each other back and forth from across the capacity crowd at this WNBA game. Is there any update you can give on that for the fans? Anything that came from that? Miss um, Clark, who was on the Mystics, um, uh, she. Never answered my DM. I did write her and tell her that I loved her and um, that we should definitely date. And, you know, uh, she gave me the eyes when she was on the field and when she was on the bench. And it didn't work out. But the only thing that did happen is one of the players on the Mystics, I forget her name because I'm an idiot and I'd have to check through my DMs right now. But uh, <laughs> she was playing in the game. She was a very good player on the Mystics. She responded, uh, she sent me a DM and said, so what did the note say? Because I guess I, I guess security took the note before she could read it. But Danny wrote a note. He let her know that I had herpes. Unfortunately, that's a lie. I want to clear that up right now. I don't have herpes. And Danny was lying. But uh, he gave her the note, said that I was really into her, gave her my Instagram, said I had herpes. And uh, <laughs> look, she never responded. I don't know that she even really likes guys like me, if you know what I mean. I don't know if she likes... I think she might be into, into women. I'm not 100% sure on that, but it, that's what I like to tell myself because I don't take rejection well. But, uh, yeah, she has not responded to me, and it's unfortunate because, you know, we, we really hit it off right at the beginning there. I named, like, three WNBA teams, and I still got it wrong, so I'd like to apologize <laughs> to, to the entirety of the WNBA. 
Um, I hope something happens there, Leo. I truly do. Um, you guys, uh, <laughs> uh, you guys got banned from from the LA Sparks uh, game there, which is happening yeah. all over the place. I think if, if the WNBA can afford something, it's to ban people from popularizing their sport and attending their games. Very good PR move from their standpoint, I feel like. You know, we still gave him a shout out at the end of the video because I swear I will have my bachelor party at a WNBA game, 100%. <laughs> it, it was unbelievable. I can't tell you how fun it is. I mean, first of all, you know, you never see women this large. I mean, I'm not talking about like I'm talking about tall. I'm talking about tall. Because, <laughs> but they are they are something to behold. I mean, if you I mean, there are it's just they're marvelous beings. I totally get what girls see at NBA games. Now that I've been to a WNBA game, I could totally see why any woman would want to go to an NBA game. But yeah, I uh, I think it's a great place for a bachelor party. So I still say I recommend you go to and have your bachelor party at a WNBA game. You will thank me later. Trust me. I think we're going to have to cut that and send that right to the WNBA and hopefully they'll just yeah. use that as marketing. Uh, Honestly, they need they need it. Man. I mean, <laughs> oh my God, do they need it? I mean, if I swear they should have like minor league baseball type stuff, like dollar beer night. Yeah, they should have, you know, they should have, they should have many a cheerleader. Um, you know what I mean? But I would really suggest um, that they, if they really invited other YouTubers to their space, I mean, they were trying to nix, they were trying to stop our day from happening right when we got there. So it was, it was pretty wild. But yeah. Yeah. Fine. It's a little sad. The uh, local, uh, not even minor league hockey. What am I thinking? The junior hockey team around here would probably have more people there, but yeah, dollar beers, maybe some bobblehead mm -hmm. nights. Uh, mm -hmm. bachelor parties for sure. Leo, I also noticed that you've been doing a lot of stand-up lately. You post a lot about that. You want to tell me how that's been going? And uh, I don't know, how sure. long you've been doing it for? I've been doing stand-up for about, it was a year before I was on The Bachelorette. So it's about four years now, which in the comedy world, you are still a baby. Also, mm -hmm. because, uh, you know, I, I dedicate my time to a lot of different things. I didn't have, I haven't had the amount of reps that I'd like, but I have gotten um, into some nice clubs out here in Los Angeles, mainly because of the Leo and Danny show fans. So shout out fans. I'm a bit of a draw in the L.A. comedy scene because uh, there really isn't many draws. That's the thing. I mean, unless you're <laughs> you're going if you're going to the comedy store and the, and the Laugh Factory, they have their big comedians. Right. But. When you're talking about um, other comedy clubs, they need uh, to get people in seats. And Leo and Danny show fans show up to, to watch me mostly host. I, I do. I host. I do a lot of crowd work because, uh, you know, I still have a, a, you know, a lot, a lot to do. I still have the right, I'd say, a lot more to be um, a comic that has like a strong 15 minutes. But I can do a solid 10 minutes right now. And I can definitely do a lot of crowd work that's uh, that's fun. I feel like that muscle gets worked. Uh, when I on my podcast, the Leo and Danny show with Danny, and we we're always doing, you know, we're roasting people on the couch, and I kind of take that into the the crowd work, and I'm hosting. The, I have a cool show on the Thursdays at this place called Good People Coffee Company. We get we're getting like 70 people out, and I'm doing that every Thursday with this guy Jimmy Draxler, and and that's great. So I, I you know I, I'm meeting some of the bigger comedians in Los Angeles. 
I met Chris D'Elia, who me and Danny were, you know, we were fans of, of course, and he's somebody else that has also been canceled. And uh, that's cool, though, because, you know, I used to watch him when I was, like, fresh out of college and think, like, wow, man, I love the way this guy does comedy. And, he, and he, you know, he would, he would definitely be – he was definitely a ladies' man. So I always liked that aspect. So it's funny to to collide in, in a world with him and his uh, his former opener, or I think he still opens for him, his, his friend, too, Michael Inochi. He's, uh, he does my shows all the time when I produce shows at the Ha Ha Comedy Club. Who I, I get a couple of Sundays a night. So, you know, it's funny. It's, it's, it's an opportunity. I'm, I'm using the, the, the YouTube stuff, the Danny Mullen, Leo Danny show to have like a, it's, it's a very fun hobby. And I get to meet a lot of these comedians and, and have a, a great time in, in like the LA comedy scene. I, I probably perform in maybe like uh, the fourth best uh, comedy club in LA, in the Los Angeles area, and they're the Ha Ha Comedy Club, and they're great. You know what I mean? They're they're seriously uh, a, a great club that gives a lot of young comics a chance because that's the thing that's hard about the other big uh, comedy clubs. It's like the, the the beginner comics have to start somewhere, and Ha Ha has done that for ages here in Los Angeles. So that's what I'm doing there and having a great time. I mean, me and Danny sold the place out. I think we had like 78 people there or something like that. Uh, uh, years ago when we did a comedy show where <laughs> Danny uh, got hammered and did like this pig joke. It was pretty fucking gnarly. We're so yeah. young, aren't we, Leo? Just beaming. We are, beaming man. Beaming with the future. Um, that's right. <laughs> uh, this is a political show, um, uh-huh. Leo. Um, I just want to get your take, uh, maybe a bit of a monologue, some advice for the people of America, how to turn the country around. I want to know what you can tell a North American audience about what do you think the direction for the United States needs to be going forward? Well, (laughs) man, uh, we need a common enemy or something, you know, (laughs) like let's start, let's start hating uh somebody else and start and stop hating each other god i uh, look this woke culture that uh that is kind of poisoning everything that's i don't i think we all know that that's not going to work out in the end i mean there's too much resistance but also it's just not it doesn't seem rational we can't just kind of uh maybe mute and and hide things and and uh, not say what we believe in order to appease other people. I know that that seems like a good idea, but also the far right, you know, uh, we can't. You know, I don't. I don't think Hillary's a lizard person. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not sure. So I, I just think let's start thinking rationally and let's get a common enemy. You know what I mean? Let's get a let's get someone or something that we can all hate and bond over. Have some beers have a great time and just you know guys i mean we got to start enjoying life again don't you guys want to enjoy life it's i mean come on we gotta this we got a finite time on this earth and we're spending it just being pissed all the time life's too short to be pissed all the time let's just man let's make it more like the 70s or something you know (laughs) let's start like a like a peace and love and and sex movement (laughs) let's let's have let's have more sex Less, uh, less tweeting. Leo, do you remember the game Command and Conquer? Yes. I think you in a, a Cuban hat with the Cuban accent doing short, like minute videos like that. That's just this just came to me. It's a home run. You have to take out these missile silos before the oh enemy gets towards God. them. 
dude, I, I'm going to, I a hundred percent, I'm, I'm on the board for that, man. I'm going to have to give you credit. That, that sounds great. I will do that. I need, I need to get the Cuban hat immediately. I'm going to get, I'm going to hop on Amazon right after that and get the entire Cuban uh, attire. I might, I need a cigar too. I might be, have a lit cigar in the spot too. But yeah. Because people would take those, would take Alex Jones clips and turn them into like a Sega, like CD ROM video. And it fits perfectly. I think you have exactly the temperament that we need to uh, have a video game mm -hmm. communist resolution Re uh, revolution, <laughs> not resolution, but maybe it's a resolution too. I don't know. Leo, anything yeah, else you want to talk about before we let you go? Uh, man, I, it's a pleasure, brother. Uh, no, I thank you for, for supporting uh, our YouTube channel, man. And we really like what you guys are doing out there. And uh, keep fighting the good fight, guys. Um, uh, Rebel News, you guys are badass, man. And I thank, I thank God. We always say, me and Danny always say that we have God on uh, our video shoots with us. Because it sure does seem like it. it. It seems to work out perfectly every time with just utter positive energy. So thank you that we met you guys out there in Texas, man. That was fucking awesome. Leo F. Dot on Instagram, the Leo and Danny show, and of course the Danny Mullen channel. And maybe a soon-to-be-happening Leo YouTube channel coming up soon in a, That's in right. a town near you we'll say all right thanks a lot leo have a great night okay thank you for your time my brother good to see you brother thank you so much all right see you later man yeah, man.